Hey guys, it's Matt. Welcome to the third episode of The Random Show. In this episode, we are going to be having our first guest ever on the show, and it's Logan Grantham. Logan is a youth pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, he, we're going to be asked, talking to him about how COVID has affected and changed um, youth ministry during this time of quarantine and lockdown. All right. Well, before we get started, be sure to follow us on all of our socials, which is at the Random Show 2020 on both Instagram and TikTok. Okay, so let's get right into it. Yes, sir. So our first segment, we're going to be talking about how schools are making an effort to make the school environment safer for students as um, the students are going back into schools in the fall. In a couple months, yeah. Yeah. So if they go back, are we sure they they're go going back? back? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it does depend on the school. <laughs> uh, some schools, depending off their private or public, they might want to maybe like change. I know one of my friends actually told me this last night that um, a lot of schools would be able to choose whether or not they want to do virtual or um, in public for the first five weeks of it. And then after the first five weeks, they're just going to be going into completely normal. That would be for certain schools, maybe some public, maybe some private, but it's really just the like the board members choice yeah but let's just pray and hope that they go back (laughs) yeah definitely so um this is obviously going to vary from where you're watching from where you're listening from and things like that but this all started um a high school in north carolina their um team like their logistical team actually came up with an idea to put uv lights into its ac vent system and to make an effort to try to eliminate the virus spreading through the air vents. And so this is a really, is it's a really cool way um, to use like technology to try to get rid of the virus. Because obviously um, in a lot of schools, kids are gonna have to get their temperature checked or even um, get tested before being able to go in. And so this is just to make an effort to try to um, turn like to turn down the like to tone down the cost the yeah the, the um the spread of the virus. Yeah, I'd say definitely. There's uh, when you go back to school, if you are in school still, there will be a change. It won't be exactly the same. Um, maybe there, if there is a chance that um, the virus is completely over, as long as there's not a resurface. Um, you still might be able to go back to school. It will not be the same. Some schools may take more precautions than others, as we can see what we're talking about right now by having the UV lights um, in the vents to, you know, try and prevent that. Um, but a lot of schools uh, can take precautions. A lot of schools might not. It just really depends on what happens in a couple of future months. So we'll see what plays out and, you know, how it happens. Yeah, another um, step that the University of Arizona has announced it will be um, using is it is going to be using this app called Exposure Alert, and basically what this app does is it tracks and alerts um, users, and in this case, it's students if they've been in close proximity or contact to anyone who has tested positive for the virus. I feel like that's like a privacy issue, isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure. Um, I actually listened or watched some YouTube video a couple weeks ago that said Apple will actually be also including something like that in all of their phones, which is cool since we're talking about Apple in a little bit. Um, but Apple will be trying to include something just like that in all iPhones with uh, 
the newest updated iOS. Um, so yeah, that's something also cool. But it also is. I feel like it's just weird to me because it feels like they're just totally socially isolating people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you had COVID or if you've had it in the past, you know, you're immediately isolated and I'm going to send an alert to everybody where you walk. Yeah. Like that just sounds you, terrible. You just pull out your phone, you just start hearing a beep. They're like, that person has COVID. You just start <laughs> running away. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, it's kind of a good idea, but it definitely could make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, sharing just... that kind of information. Regardless of that though, I'd say it still is a good thing because if you have actually gotten it, people will be able to like prevent if they're like hanging out with you or getting within six feet and maybe get, getting exposed. And if the person's like not willing to tell you that they've had it or already like, or actually do have it currently. Um, I think regardless of whether or not that is a privacy um, invasion or like, cause you're like tracking them with your phone, I'd say it is still a good thing that could lower the spread, whether or not it's on this um, app or on iPhones or whatever it will be on soon. I'd say it still is a good thing that can most definitely and possibly lower the chances of getting virus. So yeah. Yeah, so that this is definitely like an interesting thing that schools are doing. Um, I know the University of Alabama is also doing this as well. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see Boo. how people nah. are doing these steps. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. Um, it could definitely, people have, I guess, different opinions on whether or not this is good, but it could be a ben- it could be beneficial in the long run. Yeah. Hopefully there won't be another resurgence in the fall. Hopefully it does start to just keep, like, because I'm pretty sure as of right now, for most states, it has kind of just stayed at like a, like a, I want to say even just like it's not going up but it's not going down so hopefully now we are on the downhill stage and it should be clearing up by the time it's the fall um but yeah that's just crossing our fingers and hoping that so yeah okay yeah um so i think we can move on to some questions that we actually have for you logan all right let's go man all right so, uh, um, yeah logan you're a youth youth pastor right that's so- right how has um like COVID affected the environment and the way that you work as a youth pastor? Yeah, man, it, it's definitely been tough. You know, you think about like youth ministry is so much hanging out with people, and that's that's kind of what ministry is about, yeah. right? It's like it's called community. Yeah. It's just being with people, and COVID obviously put a big uh, problem mm-hmm. in that. You know, it we're, we weren't able to actually hang out with each other we weren't able to hang out and see and talk and and uh you know just love each other um and community and and so covid really did put a damper on that and you know you can try to to do things online but it just isn't the same it just doesn't have the same feel that makes sense definitely um so it's definitely been challenging Moving on then, um, how exactly have you and your team adapted to the current situation with COVID? And like, how have you built like a good, like a new environment for your students to be able to like have fun, and learn about the gospel? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, at first we, back in March, we started doing these things called daily challenges. I know a lot of you did them. Yeah. Um, and we just found out that, man, there were other things that were 
trying to capture students' attention. You yeah. know, like all of these artists are doing free concerts on Instagram, yeah. and it just got to the point where we were like, man, we're really not accomplishing anything with this. Mm-hmm. Um, even our like Instagram live videos, it just it just wasn't doing what we wanted, and so yeah. we just started to try to do. Uh, you know, capitalize on things that were that we did well when we were meeting in person, and man, that was through like midweek gatherings and through life groups online. And so, you know, there's no way that we could have possibly met in person. Yeah. Um, and you know, right now we're just now getting back into that. Yeah. And so, the thing was for us was like, man, in middle school and in, in the middle school ministry, like I needed to do Wednesday nights really well. Um, Mm -hmm. I needed to offer some, some things where we talked about the gospel and we talked about the change of environment because this, this is kind of new to everybody. And if you're a student, man, you're probably really sad because you just got every under the rug and you're at home every day. And while some students were like happy for that, a lot of them were sad because they didn't Mm -hmm. get to see their friends anymore. Um, and so my thing was like, we need to offer opportunities to where students can hang out with their friends, but still hear the gospel. And so, yeah, yeah we did that on, on on Wednesday nights, but we then started to do Sunday video, like live group videos as yeah. well. And hopefully groups were able to meet, um, but it was totally up to them. Like we kind of left that up to them, but uh, that's kind of the environment that we tried to create. But man, I'm so excited to be in person again. Yeah. Like, just the online thing is just not that fun. So I'm going to ask uh, another question. How exactly have you yeah. made like the transition from like doing Zoom calls, as you said, on Wednesday nights and like the life group videos to like now being having a little bit more freedom and being able to like meet in person now, as uh, we said, which we are doing tomorrow, actually. And like, you know, having in-person Bible studies and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you got to be smart. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is you have to be smart about it. Uh, you can't just go all in and go all the way back to normal. Yeah. It kind of needs to be a phase thing where you start out slow, but then you build and you build and you build. And then hopefully you get back to this somewhat kind of normal life in the student ministry. Yeah. Um, and so last week, you know, we met in person for the first time and it was very low key. It was very hanging out. Uh, we did a lot of things before to really prepare the area, like cleaning mm-hmm. it up and wiping it down and, making sure that we take all the safety precautions yeah. that we, so that we can continue to meet in person yeah. again uh, and continue to do it during the summer. But, you know, honestly, I'd say like the best approach is definitely to sort of build up, you know, start slow, but then build up. And hopefully you get to a place where you're kind of back to normal. I don't know if yeah, that makes yeah. sense, but that's kind of what we I get it. Like start yeah. off like outside, we're doing like hand sanitizer and like cleaning everything and then slowly getting That's slowly right. getting back and then and then like once you like we start getting inside and like maybe just on like one day of the week instead of like full like Wednesday, Sunday and some more stuff. And just just exactly. kind of have like a smooth transition, just building back up to where we once were. So yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. It does, man. And I mean tomorrow we're gonna be I mean, tomorrow's gonna be incredible. We have an, a great surprise for you know everybody that comes. And remember, wear your tropical outfits because tomorrow is Malibu midweek. I actually didn't know that. Uh, so it's gonna be it's kind of fun. Yeah, wear your wear your outfits, tropical outfits. We're gonna have a huge surprise. It'll be fun. Um, but we're gonna be like preach. Like, we're gonna have like a little fifteen minute devotional, and hopefully, 
you know, there's going to be students there that don't know Jesus. Um, and, and maybe you guys could even invite people that don't know yeah. Jesus so that they could experience Christ for the first time. So, Matt, yeah. you want to get the next questions? Yeah. Um. So this is kind of like a very far out, like spread out question. But do you plan yeah. on continuing with virtual meetings and virtual Bible studies? Or are you going to, like, as you said, start slowly building up to um, what you were doing before? Yeah, I mean, you know, virtual has its place. Virtual life groups or virtual groups has its place. But ultimately, you just can't replace uh, good Christian relationships and community being with each other. Uh, You just can't replace that. And, you know, it feels like sometimes when you're online, it's very easy to fly under the radar. You can turn your screen off or you just don't ever talk or you don't ever show up and nobody ever sees you. And it's not, it's like, you're not really connected that well. Um, and so like the hopes is that we're able to build up back to being in person again with everything. I mean, that that's the ultimate hope. And we may could use some online gatherings for certain things during the year. Maybe like, maybe it's easier for all of us to get gather online for a deeper discipleship Bible study or something like during the week. So that way, not everybody has to meet at the church or meet somewhere. Um, if that, so that's like maybe a way that we could use that in the fall. But you know, the hopes is, is that we're all able to meet together. We're able to laugh together, you know, be friends, hang out, have a good time, um, and then just love each other and, and just encourage one another to continue following Christ. Um, so that's kind of you know what we're the hopes is, and we may end up using you know, online stuff for different things, but, uh, you know, that's not our goal. Like our goal is to be in person. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So like we actually did have one more question, but this kind of already answered. It was kind of covered. Yeah. Um, um, the question okay. was how, how well did like virtual meetings work for you? And did you see any point in going back into in-person meetings, but you kind of already explained your thinking and your logic behind that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it started out well, but it just started to taper off. Um, And we ended up, we, I mean, we had good crowds on Wednesdays. I know y'all were always there on Wednesdays. And it started off great. And some weeks it would be better than others. But I think people were just, had Zoom fatigue. Like, people were just tired. Yeah. Yeah. uh, School every day on Zoom or some some non-school. But, like, When you have to do school and then you're doing something for fun on Zoom, it's just... It's like nobody wants, like, why, what makes you want to, to be on a Zoom call with me when you do it all day at school anyways? Yeah. You know, like it, it just doesn't help any, so. Yeah. Well, uh, let's switch on to a, um, another subject, our next segment, which we will be talking about, um, Apple. So Apple has actually done some um, pretty cool things lately. They just had their WWDC, which is where they announced a lot of their newest, like, um, items and it was like a virtual conference. Basically. So like they, they had a virtual Ooh. conference. So like they normally do, but um, online instead. But they released, they talked about some pretty cool stuff. So I'm going to talk about the first part and then Matthew you can take the next part. So um, let's start um, first. Uh, Apple actually yesterday pre- first reviewed iOS 14, which actually introduced the biggest update to ever come to the home screen pages, which had a beautifully um, redesigned widgets and the app library. So now when you are on the home screen, 
and you have all your apps, they look completely different. Um, it has a brand new interface. Um, it'll look kind of similar, but like how the way you have like apps stored in like a certain folder, that'll look completely different. It'll now be much more like up close and personal and much like easier to see and will no longer be so zoomed out. Um, that's and they're adding a bunch more um, different changes to the home screen. They're actually adding um, a Google Translate like feature to Siri. Ooh, to I Siri. Like that. So that's going to be cool. So you no longer will have to use Google Translate. You will now Apple will have their own, which might be called Apple Translate. I don't really know, but um, they are getting an update on not only their home screen. They're also getting um, that and a couple more things. Let me see what else do I have. Man, I don't even need Apple Translate because Matt already speaks Spanish. So if I'm ever in a Spanish situation, he is my human translator. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, another cool thing that I read that I like a lot is Apple is going to be making the um, FaceTime notification not cover the whole screen anymore. Hmm. It's just going to be a little bar at the hmm. top. Yeah, that's Sometimes for me. If I just get a FaceTime call from someone and it just covers the whole screen it kind of messes up what i'm doing yeah. so it's just this is going to be a much better way of um being multi being able yeah. to like multitask like instead yeah. of like you're in the middle of texting someone or doing something important on your phone and then someone starts calling you and you want to pick up but you want to keep doing that same thing that'll make it easier so yeah so exactly. is that is that for just facetime or is that calling too um so for facetime when you get the actual notification where it kind of rings and says, hey, this person's calling you, it's just going to mm-hmm. be a small bar. But when you open the FaceTime, you can move the person's face like to the corner of your screen ah, and be able cool. to do everything you were doing, um, but still have them just kind of there present. Yeah. Um, they didn't announce anything about actual like voice phone? calls. Yeah, like phone calls and things like that. But I, I assume it's going to be very similar. Yeah, you can't. I don't, you can't really see people's face on voice calls, so it wouldn't make too much sense to be able to have their face while you're doing something else. Because I suppose if you are on the phone, with someone, you can still just press yeah. the home button. I think it would be smart for them to make the call notification smaller too, but I don't know about that part. But yeah, that is that is something cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that Apple has um, kind of done and announced on their big um, conference was they are coming out with three new macbooks or four four new macbooks actually (laughs) this um one of these really stood out to me which i think was really cool and i'm going to start with that and it's the mac mini so this is basically it's kind of the size of a google home that's small yeah it's kind of that big and you can plug it into your screen or your computer or anything and it kind of carries the mac software on there and gives you access to everything that a macbook would offer but on your own screen and anything like that huh so it doesn't have to be like an apple screen no it's just any screen it just comes in that little box yeah and probably the best part about this is its price it's a lot cheaper than all of the other macbooks and it's a starting price of 799 dollars so when you're looking at macbooks and things like that that's a good price yeah but it's not like a laptop so you can't 
it's not portable correct i mean i know the you could take the mac mini part out right but it's not like a as easy as like a laptop yeah absolutely okay. the other it's kind of like ones... it's kind of like the nintendo switch of computers yeah um i know exactly. I'm, i feel like the, they've actually i'm pretty sure they've made one of these in the past but it was actually much bigger than just being that small it was I, I can't I can't show you how big it is because we're on a podcast, but it was much bigger than that. And I don't know if they've made one in a couple of years, but that's cool that they're making it that small, which is like three times smaller than it uh, used to be. And that, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Another um computer that they're coming out with is the another version of the MacBook Pro. Basically, um, they're still gonna have the Intel processor. It's just the size. It's gonna be a 13-inch model other than what it was before um and i think it was um a little bit um bigger than that or a little smaller but this is a new size and then they're revamping the macbook air a little bit just to make it slimmer and i think i think it's gonna have some less usb ports and things like that but apparently it's supposed to be the brightness and the resolution that make it so much better I'm pretty well, sure. No, oh, so you finish. You finish. Yeah, man. I just, I just got a new MacBook Pro, br- nice. brand new, the new, the the most recent model, mm-hmm. and it's just like so sad because Apple, like, right when you get it, Apple's like, we're gonna release a new one, and you're like, yeah. oh man, like, why didn't I wait a few months? <laughs> yeah, it's I too know. bad. Um, I'm pretty sure Apple is actually going to start making their own processor, which, as you said, they are using an Intel currently. Um, Intel and AMD are kind of like the big companies. You have p- computers used for processors. Looking down on my computer right in front of me, it's got an Intel Core i5. But Vax has been using those, but they're actually soon, I think in the next model, they will be switching to their own processoring chip. And, but by the way, this next model is the Mac OS. Yeah. And with this new processor... Or Mac OS Big Sun. Yeah, it's, the new processor is going to give this computer just a totally new operating um like an operating system there's gonna be basically everything you can get in an apple watch an apple like an ipad and iphone all into this computer yeah so <laughs> wait it's uh, big sir not sud uh-huh. but yeah so it's it's like a new mac os that'll be like that so that's pretty cool yeah definitely you'll have cellular on your computer now <laughs> um but uh, I think it, we should be getting on to our next subject, which is actually pretty cool. Matthew, you want to start us off with that? All right. So our next segment is about Amphicars. Amphicars are, they were originally designed as a Nazi war vessel, and it is an amphibious kind of car. You can drive it on the road, and it also acts as kind of a boat. Help me if I'm describing yeah. this wrong. But it's, yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, and so it was originally designed in the 1960 as a um, military weapon. For Germany. Yeah, Yeah. and just a fun fact, President Lyndon B. Johnson actually owned one of these. And um, he drove it around and sometimes, you know, like had it in the water and things like that. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the golfer Bubba Watson? I've actually, oh, actually, wait. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. You've heard of yeah. him? Yeah. He years ago, I saw a video of him in a hovercraft, mm-hmm. 
like on a golf course going so first he goes like across the fairway yeah. right across the grass in this hovercraft no wheels or anything and then he literally goes over a pond hmm. no lie over a pond if you go on youtube type in bubble watson hovercraft yeah. it sounds exactly like what y'all are yeah. talking about. i'd say since the 1960s which when this was originally created for the nazis and since it kind of has been upgraded a lot since then even though it was eventually canceled as like a mainstream car um people have still like e experimented with it and kind of like uh used its technology to kind of like um create better cars for the future and like as you said that guy i mean uh, bubba watson was driving one of them which was much more advanced than that car was and he was able to what float onto the golf course like yeah, That's like, cool. he literally went over the water. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. If you go look it on YouTube, go search it. Mm -hmm. Bubble Watson Hovercraft, it is incredible. Hmm. That is crazy. You guys may have to post that on your Instagram. We might have to. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely crazy. I'll definitely check it out after we're done with this. That's crazy. But um, if you have ever been to Disney Springs, I know a lot of people have, Um, you can actually find these amp cars, and you can pay to ride in one of them around that little pond that they have in that Disney area. And I've actually never done it, but it looks very cool. And I mean, with this new technology that we're having these days, you know, maybe this will eventually become something more than just a tourist attraction. Yeah. I mean, what year is it going to be when we're actually driving around and hugging cars. cars? It'll be soon. Um, because like they still haven't even protect like um perfected the like floating like uh hoverboard like skateboard that can float they still haven't perfected that but i don't know it'll be hopefully soon but it'll probably be in the next couple 20 years or 30 I years i mean like and we know. already have like these teslas with self-driving abilities yeah. make sure to go check out episode one if you want to know more about that more about tesla and spacex for that matter all right, um, I think we should switch in on to our next subjects. Um, I'm going to talk about the Star Wars Squadrons games. Um, Star Wars Squadrons is actually an upcoming space combat game, which was set in the Star Wars universe, who was developed by Motive Studios and published by EA. Um, the game's story is set right after Return of the Jedi, so it'll be right after the Battle of Endor and the destruction of the second Death Star. And it, um, the story alternates between two customized, <laughs> customizable um, pilots. Um, so you'll be able to play on the New Republic or you'll be able to play on the Empire side. Um, there's actually multiplayer, which you'll be able to support up to 10 players on like each team. Um, and you will pretty much fight each other in the sky. And as players earn more experience, they can unlock new weapons, shields, upgrades, and various cosmetics for the, um, their pilot and their ship. So the game was actually revealed, um, revealed on June 15th, which was eight days ago. And they released a trailer for that. You guys should check it out. It actually looks really, really cool. Um, but this will be on both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, all on October 2nd. It'll not only be able to play on just that normally, you will also be able to um, play it in virtual reality. Um, so that'll be available on what Oculus, um, PlayStation VR. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be kind of like a Star Wars simulator or like a, but like a flying simulator, but for Star Wars. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's- Yeah, I think it's 
Yeah, I think it's cool. Like I used there was a game called Battle for Star Wars Battlefront 2 that I yeah. loved as a kid. Yeah. And I think they I I had the most recent Battlefront game and I really liked that one. I I've, I've got good hopes for this game. Yeah. It's going to be just like the the previous Battlefront games where you could fly, but instead it'll be much more perfected in that um scenario and like that'll be the main focus of the game. I actually think I'm going to buy it. It's it'll be released on October 2nd. It'll be $40. Um, so it's like $40. Wow. So normally that's like really that's good. good for like a big video game like that. Normally when video games on the Xbox, PC, PlayStation, they're they're normally going to be 60 bucks. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And $40, that's $20 off. Plus when it goes on sale, you had it for like 20 bucks, maybe. So that's pretty good. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely pretty sure look- the release date is October 2nd. On yeah. Too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, and it supposedly also has every type of, um, I guess, fighters, they're called. Yeah. In so, Star Wars that has been shown. I want to stop so, the Millennium Falcon. Maybe. I mean, probably. They better. Hopefully. How could you not? Yeah. You have a Star Wars game purely des- like purely made for flying ships, and it doesn't have this Millennium Falcon. It, it, it should. It most likely <laughs> will. But it'll yeah, be gonna be good. It'll be in like a first person uh, standpoint. That's why you'll be able to play virtual reality. I actually have VR, so I'll be probably be varying between the two. So that's I'm I'm excited for that. I'm definitely gonna get that. Yeah, this looks really cool. And um yeah, like with virtual reality you get a whole new perspective and just being able to be in the pilot's cockpit would be really cool for this. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, that is flying cuz you'd be practically flying in a space like you'd be like the Star Wars pilot flying in next week. That that would be really really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Um I think that is our last subject. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with our first guest, uh, Logan Grantham, good friend of ours and pastor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Guys, thanks for letting me hang out with y'all. Yeah, thank you so much for um, joining us. But yeah, um, if you guys enjoy this episode, uh, please stay tuned for the next one and follow our Instagram and TikTok at The Random Show 2020. But yeah, it's been The Random Show. We'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Okay, Yeet. Yeah.